what happened was true. Traguna. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hello, darling, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Lapel Debate. Welcome back. My name's Hayley and with me as always is Gabby. Gabby, yeah, I'm here. And today Gabby is taking the lead on a topic I don't know what she's talking about. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah, sleep paralysis. <laughs> sleep paralysis. I, I totally had a mind blank. <laughs> anyway, we're doing sleep paralysis. Yeah, so I'm going to run through sleep paralysis today and I was hoping to have uh, a few um, listener stories uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, no one's actually got them to me in time to record this. So I think what we'll do is do a revisit to this at some point and we'll go through some experiences that friends and family and stuff have had. Um, but I do have some, some stories that I found and me on the internet. And I know that Haley's experienced this a few times to say the least my whole life so we'll go through that as well but the first thing i'm going to do is run through exactly what sleep paralysis is reasons for it Mm -hmm. things like that so yeah without further ado (laughs) take it away gabby (laughs) so for anyone who doesn't know sleep paralysis is when during waking up or falling asleep a person is awake in their mind but they're unable to move at all the whole body is completely paralyzed, but their mind is awake and active. So during sleep paralysis, people often hallucinate. At least that's the scientific explanation for what's happening. They may hear, feel, or see things that are not there. And people often experience extreme fear while in sleep paralysis. This could be from the scary things that people often experience or a chemical reaction to being paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find any actual like scientific explanation for that really common extreme fear that you get when mm-hmm. when paralyzed. Um, there was really no explanation like talk about it in any of the like scientific journals really, which mm-hmm. was surprising. But it is a really common thing for people yeah. who are experiencing sleep paralysis. Just, I don't think there's been well this could be completely wrong but I don't think there has been a lot of like science medical experiments no. on fear yeah, itself not, not, not really like there's been a lot of research on to how many people experience it how often people experience it what might be triggering it but not necessarily about what happens when you are experiencing sleep paralysis if mm-hmm. that makes sense um, in saying that, um, sleep paralysis is said to usually be triggered by sleep deprivation, stress, or abnormal sleep cycles. So people who are often not just going to bed at 11 and waking up at 7 or whatever, they've got disrupted sleep patterns for whatever reason. And there's also been a few studies found that people who are withdrawing from opiates also experience sleep paralysis. So, um, you yeah, know, that's... Well, a random fact there. that's so cool I didn't know that yeah I, I don't know if it's to do with their sleep patterns necessarily but all the chemicals affecting their brain that, in a way. yeah it's, I think it's something to do with both of those things um so the underlying mechanism believed to be involved in sleep paralysis is is essentially the dysfunction in REM sleep oh yep So essentially your body goes through two main stages of sleep throughout the night, which is REM, R-E-M, which is when... They're a great band. (laughs) What? They're a great band, R-E-M. Oh, I don't don't know. Oh my God. (laughs) Losing my religion. That sounds vaguely familiar. Um, what's the other one they do? It's the end of the world as we know it. No. Oh, those are like probably the two popular songs anyway. Um, Great band, check them out. So REM is, it stands for rapid eye movement. Oh, yes, yes. And N-R-E-M. I learned that from House. <laughs> I remember what I've learned a lot of things from House. Yeah, I've, I think I've learned majority of health-related things it's from House. It's probably not great, though. No, Because it is a drama series. But I completely trust him. He doesn't... I would love to have House as my doctor. So would I. 
I'd prefer a really sarcastic, know-it-all sociopath than a really nice kind of blasé. If he gets it done. Yeah, like, I would rather him because he'll tell you straight than a doctor being like, oh, yeah. Nah. Um, so N-I-E-M is non-rapid eye movement. So during NREM, I don't know how, I guess I'll just say N-R-E-M. That makes more sense. Um, your body relaxes and restores itself. And at the end of that, your sleep shifts to REM, which is when your eyes move quickly and dreams often occur, but the rest of your body remains relaxed. Have you ever seen the videos (coughs) of people with rapid eye movement? When they're awake? Yeah. No. Oh, it's crazy. It's like they just move at a speed that you can't really make your eyes move. Hmm. So basically your muscles are turned off when you're in REM so that when you're dreaming you don't try and act out your dreams physically so you don't like roll over and whack your hand on the side table or something. Although I I have actually done that before. Sleepwalking as well. And sleepwalking. I mean I didn't do any look into sleepwalking but Mm. I would have to assume that sleepwalking your bodily function like that process of your muscles being turned off obviously isn't happening yeah yeah so sleepwalking is probably connected in a way to sleep paralysis yeah and there's a lot of talk about um narcolepsy as well Mm. that's all people with narcolepsy often experience sleep paralysis but you would link that to the fact that they've got disrupted sleep cycles Mm -hmm. so sometimes if you wake up before the REM cycle is finished your body remains paralyzed but you're mind is awake and that's when we experience sleep paralysis Um, an article in the journal of sleep research said that hallucinations may result from the neurological effects associated with dream imagery so basically to simplify it you're dreaming with your eyes open so your body is paralyzed and you're seeing your surroundings in real time but you're like projecting your dreams into that space Mm -hmm. if that makes sense i don't know if i really believe that personally but that's in a roundabout way i guess it does make sense it does make sense definitely yeah so between six and seven percent of the general adult population experience sleep paralysis at some point in their life like isolated like once maybe um, Do we have a percentage of constant or not? No, not really. Um, but it's more common among certain groups. So, for example, higher rates are reported among college students, which is near thirty percent of college students have experienced sleep paralysis. And it's probably because college or university students are more likely to have disrupted sleep patterns, like staying up really late and to study, stress. and high stress, and hormones, and all that kind of thing. Um, so it's interesting. That that's like a connection several studies have also found links between social anxiety or panic disorder and sleep paralysis which i'm wondering is you <laughs> i honestly do think that's because i didn't know that that was um a thing a thing connected to sleep paralysis mm. but i have just as a an aside i have had sleep paralysis i think all my life so far mm. and i was talking to my mum the other day about it because i've even as a baby she was like you just wouldn't go to sleep I'd always run and try like wake them up in the night Mm. there was an instance when I was about seven six or seven where we just moved into a new house and it was a house that my dad was building and for the first like three nights I wouldn't go to bed I was just up screaming the whole night no we don't know why and you don't remember I have vague memories. I can remember... See, this is when I don't know if it's sleep paralysis or something else Mm. because I have quite vivid memories of just, like, sitting up in bed and my dad's sitting next to my bed because I wouldn't go to sleep. And there were, like, people walking in and out of my room and that was freaking me out. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Was it, like, actual people or, like, figures or...? You don't remember? Don't quite remember. Probably a bit of both. Mm. I just remember being really scared. Something we have, I'll, we'll have to talk to my mum about. Yeah, definitely. So sleep experts have found a correlation between sleeping on your back and being vulnerable to sleep paralysis. Mm. And a lot of it's people... It's like that um, famous painting by, what's his name? 
can't remember. It's not Goya. Goya does other ones, but... With the demon person sitting on the yeah, person's like chest. Yeah, it's like he's so dramatically, like, half off the bed, arm down, and he's like, oh, and then yeah. the demon just, like, squatting on his chest. Yeah, I, I did actually find that one when I was uh, doing my research. And there's um, um, a song by Tartini, The Devil's Shrill. It's like an... Um, like Debussy, you know, like Claire Delorean. Mm. It's like that, but quite eerie. And it's about said to be about sleep paralysis making a deal with the devil. Oh, I'll have to look at that. It's like nine minutes long. It's really cool. Um, but I actually couldn't find anywhere an actual answer as to why you're more vulnerable to sleep paralysis when you're sleeping on your back. There's not really anything um, anywhere that mentioned it. They mentioned that you are, but never mentioned why that might be a thing. A reason behind I mean, my guess would be is that you feel more vulnerable, but, I mean... I mean, you lay down on your back, you're still aware of everything, mm. but if you lay down on your side, you're only aware of the left side or the right side. Yeah. So maybe the back, you've got that kind of... But, I mean, when you're, like, laying on your side, you usually have your arm over yourself or whatever and maybe you just feel more protected mm. like that and I mean I always sleep like that I don't know I don't think it has anything to do with with this but mm. yeah I don't know but yeah I couldn't find any explanation for that um but it's interesting because this kind of is a whole nother conspiracy in itself and it would probably really need its own episode but there is a conspiracy about Google controlling search results for topics like conspiracy theories and anything, you know. I mean, the term conspiracy theorist was actually created to, like, make people seem crazy when they, you know, if someone seemed ridiculous, it's, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I, when Googling sleep paralysis, majority of the f- results and without going more specific with my questions, um, were all things like WebMD, BuzzFeed, like health journals, nothing from, like I was expecting articles from other paranormal blogs, like people similar to us, like actual talking about the phenomenon, not like, oh, I have sleep paralysis, how do I get rid of it? The core of this yeah. Problem. And it like I literally went to like four or five pages in and it was all the same. Like I couldn't find I wanted to find more information on the the types of things that people see because they they seem to be repeated through for most people that experience it. And I know that other people have found this information, like from listening to other podcasts, but I couldn't find many people talking about those things yeah that's probably when we'll have to um delve into some books yeah yeah i think some so. print because that's what i'm finding as well not for anything specifically just for my own because i love reading we all we know that <laughs> a bit of a bookworm and um i found that a lot of the things in my research throughout any topic refers to books for more explanation mm. That's probably a good idea, actually. Um, so that all the sciencey stuff aside, you dream while your eyes are open, your body is paralysed because your sleep cycle is stopping you from hurting yourself. That's that's the general wow. explanation mm-hmm. for sleep paralysis. Um, but this doesn't explain something that I find really interesting about sleep paralysis is that so many people all over the world see the same things, like I was saying before. So, I mean, generally, when you're dreaming... You, there's endless possibilities of what you could be dreaming about, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you don't generally see the same things as other people in your dreams. Like, it's just, it's random. But with sleep paralysis, people report seeing the same types of things over and over and over again all throughout history. One of the most common is the old hag syndrome, which is <laughs> a folklore myth where the sleeper awakes to find an old hag or witch sitting on their chest. Oh, in that's parts... just, that's my dream. <laughs> but I mean, you you can't breathe and it's terrifying. I would let it happen though, let's be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay. In parts of Brazil, there are folk tales where creatures with long fingernails that lurks on people's rooftops during the night, the creature comes into a person's house and tramples on the chest of those who sleep. 
Whoa, tramples? Mm-hmm. Damn, that's vicious. In Catalonia, a region in Spain, there's a tale of a black cat or dog that sits on people's chests while they're asleep. Again, my dream. <laughs> but it's... Hmm. Again, going to sleeping on your back, you're more prone. Yeah. Sitting on your chest. In Inuit culture, people tell of shamans who cast a spell where a person is sleeping, causing an experience during which a person can't move, talk, or scream, and is visited by a shapeless or faceless presence, which is another one that I saw a lot about is, like, shadow people. Yeah. Now that the internet exists, it's become more prevalent that the sleep paralysis nightmares seem to link up, like, around the world. Would shadow people be ghosts? Well, I've definitely heard stories of shadow people outside of sleep paralysis, like people seeing shadow people, and it's, like, basically just what you would describe as a silhouette. But a shadow. But they, sh- but they shouldn't be a silhouette, if that makes sense. That's all there is. There's, it's, like, that space is devoid of light. You can't see any features on that person at all, which, which personally... Out of any of these things that people see, that terrifies me the most. I can't even look at videos where it, like, replicates what shadow people look like. It just, like... Freaks. It just incites this, like, intense fear inside me. It's really bizarre. Mm. Because what should be scary about it is just a silhouette, you know what I mean? But it shouldn't be there. But it shouldn't be there. And also, you should be able... If, if the whole room is lit up like this... Like the room we're in right now. Like the room we're in now. And there's a figure in the middle of the room and it's just a silhouette. Like it doesn't make sense. It's Mm. like that's not possible. I've told you many times I, by the time I die, I aim to get in at least one fist fight with a ghost. So if you ever have a um, shadow person, I will fist fight it. (laughs) It is a scary idea though. Yes. But it's not just a shadow. It's completely blank of any facial features or any human And I mean, maybe it's just a personal thing for me, but like, even in horror movies and stuff where there's like a person, but they've got no facial features, like Slender Man, you know how Mm. he has no facial features? That freaks me out. Like just looking at someone's face and they don't have facial features for some reason, that just gives me that like intense feeling of anxiety. Right. When I was in school and Slenderman came out, I joked that he was my husband because I'm edgy. Because I'm just <laughs> That's so... such a you thing to do. I know. I'm so edgy, hey. Um, I've never played it, though. Not that I'm scared of it. I just never. And it's interesting because there's another... Like the old hag, there's another story that people often uh, experience where it's that same shadow person, but you can see that they're wearing a hat. And it's really bizarre. I don't understand this, but he's called the Hat Man. And it's like literally (laughs) a silhouette of a person. (laughs) But it looks like he's wearing like a fedora. Like in the in the in this in the outline. Tips fedora. Like I I don't know, it just seems really strange. Have you seen the thing where it's in the realm of like sleep paralysis and dreaming, people there were millions of people all around the world. That would dream of this guy? Yes, I do know what you're talking about. And I was thinking about that mm. in correlation to this. And it's like the same person's face. He kind of looks like Pee Wee Herman. It's, he, it doesn't look... He's distinct enough that you would recognise that person. Mm. But as far as they can tell, he doesn't actually exist, right? Yeah. And all people all, all over the world have seen the same person's face. That freaks me out. I don't know why. Something about that just well, makes me looks, uneasy. He looks he's not like very a, attractive. No, he looks like... He just looks so creepy. Yeah, I don't know. He's got really big bushy eyebrows and the sketch of him where he's just kind of... I'll put it up on Instagram, maybe. Yeah, that's a good idea. Along with, like, shadow people and stuff like that. Yeah. And the hat man. One of the most commonly reported experiences associated with sleep paralysis is the feeling of someone watching you like a presence in the room and there's usually an intense terror that accompanies the presence if Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. um it's not really sure whether or not the sense presence brings on the fear or the fear 
brings the feeling of presence, if you know what I mean, yeah, or if yeah. they're like the same, if they if they come on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but people don't just see things; they often hear things and feel things as well, which that just freaks me out. Um, very often, the auditory hallucinations are described as like buzzing, grinding, ringing, vibrating. Oh those God. kinds of noises. And I hear ringing in my ears all the time. Yeah, but that's not sleep paralysis. That's tinnitus. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. People hear noises from electronics, like the ringing of a telephone, and when you wake wake up to get it, you're paralyzed. Which I think has actually happened to me before. But what, could that be the same as like your alarm going off? Yeah, I suppose so. But mm-hmm. I mean, you're assuming that there was no ringing in reality. Mm. It's just in in your head. Um, What's the there was another idea? one of a radio being heard in another room of the house, but there was like all of the stations playing at the same time, and you couldn't really understand it. In a dream. In sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. Maybe they just had a spirit box. <laughs> um, like Which I'm still looking into getting one of them. People report the sounds of like high-pitched power tools and drills and bandsaws and stuff. It's like so loud that it feels like your head's going to explode. And like I, in scanners. Scanners? I've shown you the video of the guy's head exploding. Oh, yeah. That's a dope movie i know i didn't look into this but i I know there's a phenomenon that's kind of related to sleep paralysis called the exploding head syndrome Mm -hmm. and i I think i should have looked into this but i think it's literally that you feel like your head is going to explode and you're paralyzed like 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 with sleep paralysis and then it just goes away but it feels like it's happening for hours but it's only been Minutes, and that's similar to sleep paralysis, is that people feel like they're in this moment for hours, but it's actually only been like two minutes, which is really weird. Yeah. Um, people feel things like touching, like oh, someone yeah. touching them yeah, or I pulling can, on them. I can say I've experienced that. Like feeling breath on their skin of someone breathing. See, this is the thing with me for sleep paralysis. I don't know whether it is sleep paralysis or something else like a ghost Mm. or a spirit or whatever but I don't know if I believe in ghosts but I don't know if it's just as because people who have had sleep paralysis it's so real Mm. and there's no way that you could physically feel that Mm. without it being real and that's just what trips me up about it well, I did read a little bit about the the sensation of something on your chest and there's supposedly like biological explanations for the feeling of being like pushed down mm. into the bed even though you're not actually being pushed down. And every time that <laughs> air freshener goes off. There's I, nothing in it at the moment. I feel like I should just turn I it off. I age 10 years. <laughs> it scares the shit out of me because I'm like, we're in, a, in Gabby's apartment it's silent as anything. Aside from, like, the air con. Yeah. I'm listening very intently to every word you're saying, and I'm focusing on nothing else, and that goes off every 15, 20 minutes, and it makes me jump a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hurt when we're talking about, like, eerie topics. No, it doesn't. But anyway. So I've got a few, like, very short stories, um, or I guess, like, reports on their experiences I source these from Lucid Dream Society, but I've also put the username of the Reddit user that they came from just so I'm not, like, stealing other people's Mm. stories. So this this story is from Ginger Oblivion on Reddit. Oh, bitch, get it. One night I woke up to what I thought was the sound of footsteps in my hallway. I was laying on my back, which immediately made me confused and a bit nervous because I never sleep on my back. I tried to turn my head to see where the sounds were coming from, but I couldn't move at all. The panic set in and I heard the sound of footsteps come into my room. Now, although I couldn't see the figure, I knew it was a home invader. I could feel him standing on the opposite side of my bed, silently staring down at me. He had some sort of weapon in his right hand. I believe it was a knife. 
I swear my heart has never dropped and raced like that in my entire life. I kept trying and trying to move or scream, but I was frozen in place. It felt like hours. Damn. Now I'm assuming it didn't actually like finish, but I'm assuming it was it wasn't an actual home invader. They probably woke up. She was up and typing that there. in mid home invasion, <laughs> and then the end of it, she just died. I'm assuming it's a girl. Maybe it's a guy. Oh yeah, I don't know why I was assuming it was a girl. It's anyway. written like a woman. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. I don't know why, but I just assume that. I'm very assumptuous today. So this one's from, I actually don't know how to pronounce this, it's I-T-H-U-N-N-U-H-T-L. I heard footsteps coming up the stairs of the attic, which ends right beside my bed. I couldn't see anyone coming up though. Suddenly I realised I saw something in the corner of my peripheral vision and I could hear it breathing. When I slowly rolled my eyes to the side, I saw the small head of a white-faced troll grinning and staring at me. I panicked and suddenly all the phones in my house started to ring. The ringing sound built and built louder and louder. It scared me and I knew for sure that I had permanent tinnitus. After this short moment, what felt like a really long time, I had enough strength to locate and lift my arm. This immediately stopped all the hallucinations and I woke up without tinnitus. Holy fuck. When she said troll, did you think of the little troll dolls? No. <laughs> I was kind of like a little troll doll. Just being like, mm, with its like pink hair. Just kind of chilling next to your bed. Yeah, no, I pictured something a lot more scary than that. Like something out of the Witcher? Yeah. Cool. So this story is from This Is Not My Username 3 on Reddit. Wow. How creative. My mind woke up and my entire body, including my face, was under the covers and unable to move. I couldn't see a thing. I worried for a brief moment when I discovered I couldn't move at all. Then things got scarier. I felt an enormous amount of pressure on my chest. I had the feeling as though this spirit, or whatever it was, had its face only inches away from my own. If this wasn't enough, I heard audible whispers in both ears and pounding on the wall adjacent to my bed. I began to cry because that's all I could physically do and in my mind I was screaming as loud as I could but nothing came out. I began to struggle but I finally burst awake, sat up immediately <gasps> crying. The room was silent. Damn. So those are the few that I just picked out from... But there are many, many more like long, scary descriptions of sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said... Oh, Jesus. What? I'm, like, scared of what <laughs> no, you... No, that, that's it from my research. Mm-hmm. And so now I'd really like to hear some stories from you about things that have happened to you. Um, I'm trying to go, like, chronological order from youngest to now of the things I can remember. Mm. There was a time... See, I don't know if again I don't know if I'd classify it as sleep paralysis or not or were you paralyzed yeah then it would but I'm still kind of like but anyway I don't know it's a bit weird we'll just tell us anyway. the one we first moved to Harvey Bay and I was about five or so and we were in our little rental house and my little single bed was right in the corner of the room up against the window. Um, so that was across from the door. Mm-hmm. So if I was laying in my bed, I could roll my head and see the door. Mm-hmm. And that was at a point where I wouldn't shut my door going to bed. Um, and I woke up in like the middle of the night and I was kind of just laying there, but my head was to the side. And there were like, it's always people at my front, at my door of my room. Mm -hmm. And there was like, it was kind of, the only way I can describe it is the the height of the Tasmanian devil in Looney Tunes. It kind of had that shape to it. It was like a blob with limbs. Like a, like a silhouette? Yeah, it was kind of like white. 
And then I heard scratching on the walls. And I was like, what the fuck? But I was five, so I didn't say fuck. But I might have. Yeah. And I was really scared. And I was like, oh my god. And then uh, when I got control of my limbs again, I think I got up and just ran to my parents' room. And was just like, there's someone in the house. There's someone in the house. And then another time it was like a robot. And then we moved my bed so it was next to the door so I wouldn't see anyone coming in. But I had sleep paralysis again at some point. And all I remember is waking up and I had a nosebleed. Like there was blood everywhere. Like yeah. blood dripped down into my eye and my eye was crusted closed. Wow. And that freaked me out even more. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. And then when we moved into the house my dad built, I was definitely awake for that. And I was definitely sitting up in bed. So I wouldn't classify that as sleep paralysis. Maybe. Well, just tell me anyway. Yeah, so like, we were in there for, like the first night we were in there pretty much. I just couldn't sleep at all. And my parents put me to bed. They read me a book. You know, I just wouldn't go to sleep at all. I just couldn't for some reason. And it would be the middle of the night and my dad was sitting like kind of next to my door at the foot of my bed. And I would I was sitting up hysterically crying, like the sobs that are like, <laughs> you know, and I was sitting in the middle of my bed facing him, just being like, I can't sleep, there are people here, there are people in the house. And there were people, like, lining up at the door of my bedroom. And, like, all different shapes and sizes. It's not just kind of a human silhouette. It would be, like, like a little blob of the yeah. Tasmanian devil or someone really tall and lanky or whatever it was. There, were, there would have been at least a dozen or so. And that was consistent for three or so nights. And then I started shutting my door to my room and sleeping with a nightlight on. And it was fine after that. And then it would be sporadic from then on, sleep paralysis-wise. Mm. And then um, when I was 13, we moved down to the Sunshine Coast and we moved in with my auntie temporarily for so we could find like a place to rent and there I had really bad sleep paralysis as well just of kind of similar things but in the room even though I had the door shut Mm. um a lot of noise a lot of scratching in the roof and in the walls um I wouldn't say I've ever experienced, like, my head feeling like it was going to explode or phones ringing or anything like that, but definitely scratching and whatnot. And then we moved into our rental house here on the coast, and that is a whole nother story for another episode. We should probably get my mum in on that, because I was just insane at that house, everything that was happening. But that's where I had the really, really bad experience of sleep paralysis that I'll always go to if someone asks me and I was the house was very long it was only single story and my bedroom was right at the back of the house Mm. um and we had a little bit of bush behind in our backyard so a bit of trees a bit of roughage and whatnot my parents room were all the way at the front of the house and I I never vocalized it I just didn't feel right there at all Um, and one night I was probably 15, 16, still sleeping with a nightlight on because I was that terrified of sleeping in the dark. Um, I woke, I was dreaming and then I woke up in the dream and I was in my room paralyzed and there was a person standing next to my bed and it was a per, like a human, but with no skin. Just so you could see all, like, the meat and tendons, like the people on Attack on Titan. Um, I don't watch the show or anything. I just know they have things that look like that on there. And it leaned over me because I sleep on the left side of the bed. 
it leaned over and it was like hovering nose to nose above me and then it kind of phased through me and I woke up straight away after that and just bolted awake like you see in the movies just you sit up panting and I couldn't go back to sleep after that it got so bad to the point where I had to get I got rid of my bed frame because I didn't want a bed that had anything underneath it because I thought there were things underneath my bed I was even as 15 16 even at a 15 16 year old I was absolutely terrified of having a bed that had any amount of space underneath it so there was a solid probably year where I slept on a mattress on the floor because that's the only way I felt safe in that room with a nightlight on that was like a beacon it was so bright I was that terrified Mm. and it was just constant there was a time our roofs were probably about two meters high so like a normal room height and I woke up and there was a person really tall, like kind of hunched with its head on the roof, bent over and it's back in the corner mm. with its hands on the side of the walls, just kind of standing there. And then I like turned around and there was like a, like a toddler sized thing on the other side behind my door, just kind of chilling and walking around. And then I, that woke me up again. Yeah, and I just, I really couldn't sleep. And you can tell now I've got really bad bags under my eyes just constantly because I've never been able to sleep. And, um, but I don't know if that was specifically sleep paralysis or that house being a hellmouth and being completely evil. Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting because obviously... You know, there's kind of a scientific explanation for yeah. sleep paralysis, but technically there's no, there's no, like, proof that that is what it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. And obviously a lot of people before science and stuff like that believed that sleep paralysis was paranormal, like demons so coming cool. and visiting, visiting you and stuff like that. Um, so, like, you can't really... I don't think you can rule out some sort of other paranormal involvement involvement in it based on the fact that so many people experience the same things and also why no one seems to experience positive things during sleep paralysis because it's like you're supposed to be dreaming with your eyes open but why is it always a nightmare? Yeah, it's interesting, definitely, because it's been noted in many different forms of media that it has been an ongoing issue sleep paralysis for quite a long time centuries really yeah. like we obviously see that in the paintings in music like i've mentioned it's interesting it's and definitely there hasn't not... been really a lot of study on it scientifically wise yeah. at least like it's probably a stretch but they could do a sleep experiment on someone and like hook them up to a cat scan i do think they have done stuff like that um i know they've done a few experiments where they subjected people to consistent like disrupted sleep so they'll Mm -hmm. wake them up all the time and and see and that definitely contributes to it i don't know it just it's just it just seems it seems too unusual to me for it to not be at least somewhat paranormal Mm. in my opinion and you've never had sleep paralysis? No, I, I actually, yes. I, I've had sleep paralysis maybe once or twice in my life, but I've never, I've never had my eyes open. Oh, okay. So um, I never see anything, but I have definitely woken up once or twice and, and being completely paralysed and completely freaked out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a scary experience, yeah. like, even if you don't see anything or hear anything. Like, yeah, I never, like, felt anything or... Which is surprising because I'm quite, um, I wouldn't say I'm a jumpy person, but like if I'm alone at night, I sleep with lights on and stuff like that. Mm. And I always fall asleep watching TV and stuff like that. So that, I don't know, it just stops me from getting that eerie feeling like someone's watching me. 
And if I don't have my partner here, like, sleeping, or if he's not out, like, playing games or something like that, if I'm actually alone, sometimes I can actually freak myself out a yeah. lot and, like, imagine seeing, like, a shadow person, like, peeking around the the door frame or something like that to the point where I, like, swear I almost see those again, things. That but that's be, not sleep paralysis. That could be... Not wanting to experience, but your mind is so focused on it will happen that it creates it to happen. And I'm sure that, like, people who focus on things like this can literally force it to happen. Mm. Um, Yeah, like I was saying to you earlier, I was really glad that (laughs) my partner was still awake when I went to go to sleep last night because I was up late researching this. And... um, was definitely starting to freak myself out because it's like my computer when I'm when I'm at my desk my back is to the whole entire rest of the apartment and so sometimes not not usually but sometimes when I'm getting that eerie feeling like if I've been watching a scary movie or something like that I will like look over my shoulder (laughs) to make sure nothing's behind me and then there's me who falls asleep like watching horror movies I mean I can do that too it just depends you know, sometimes I'll, like, get up and put the lights on in the hallway just because that makes me feel more comfortable. I'm at the point now, though, I can say that I haven't had sleep paralysis for nearly two years. That's good. Which I'm really happy about. Mm. Um, and I'm at the point for literally the first time in my entire life, prop when we moved out of our rental house, that I have slept continuously without no light on. And I have now a bed frame that could fit a human underneath it, which has never happened before in my life. Even as a kid, I was so freaked out about the fact. It does make me wonder if maybe, because now you're turning 19. I'm a baby. But, like, because a lot of these things are linked to anxiety and, like, college students experience them a lot and it does make me wonder if they're slowing down because you're getting older. Yeah, like, it might be a link to age. Well, I mean, there's definitely reports of people all different ages experiencing this, but, like, whether it has some sort of... Mm, but that... But also when I was, like, 15, that was kind of, like, the height of every problem I had. Mm. But, yeah. Like, it definitely could have been linked to stress, for mm. sure, and anxiety. Mm. Um, but I've experienced lots of stress and anxiety in my life, and I've never had sleep paralysis. Yeah. I've never, like, properly experienced it. But it's funny, this is kind of off-topic, and I've told you the story before, but the way you describe how it was, like, more prevalent in certain houses that you lived in just reminds me of that time where I was never a sleepwalker, And then I lived in this one house where it was me and my grandma and my mum. And um, I used to sleepwalk all the time. Like, I I remember there was one time where I... My grandma told me she saw me do this. I literally got out of bed, turned on all the lights in, like, the living room and the kitchen, and then went back to bed. And I know it happened because I think I was in, like, grade five or something like that, and I used to sleep with, like, stuffed animals. And the one that I was sleeping with at the time was on the on the dining room table. Right. Not in bed with me, and I remember falling asleep with it. And there was another time where she said I... We fell asleep... Uh, we were watching a movie together. Like, mm. a not a horror movie, but, like, a, a tense movie. It was, like, an apocalypse-style movie or something like that. I, I feel like I remember lava. Maybe there was, like, a volcano or something like that. I just remember like lava spilling into like a subway or something like that. Would it was it like the day after tomorrow or War of the Worlds or something? Something like not War of the Worlds, but I feel like it was along those lines. I don't remember the movie. Cloverfield. No, I've seen that. That is so bad. Um, and anyway, what we were watching that movie together, and apparently I fell asleep, but I was still having like a full conversation with her. Whoa. And it's weird to me because, like, I I then thought of myself as a sleepwalker, being, like, fifth grade, which is weird to, like, that's like think 10. that you think of yourself as something. Yeah, that's, you, like, when you're, you're like 10. 10. Um, but I did, so, like, because I remember going to school camp and just, like, telling them, oh, I sleepwalk. 
And you but do. then after we left that house, I never slipwalk again, mm. which is just weird. And so, I don't know, it just kind of feels like maybe, maybe your experiences were linked to something paranormal because they were worse in certain houses. I really, really don't like thinking about our time at that house. Like, my family obviously was there. I was, I was 15. Mm. Um, there was an instance. I have a little brother that's almost 10 years younger than me. And he would have been about five. And his bedroom in that house was adjacent to mine. Like, our walls connected. And there was one time where... He woke up in the middle of the night to a man standing at the end of his bed and that freaked him out and he got up and he said he ran through the man and then he went up. Like, Oh, the man did. I mm. thought you meant he did. No, he ran through the man and, and then the man went, went up. And he was five. How can he... But he has... Darcy is the greatest little boy ever. He's never had a problem sleeping. He's never even slept. He hasn't slept with a light on. He hasn't slept with his door closed. He hasn't slept in our parents' room or anything like that. But after that, he wouldn't go back to that end of the house at all for, I would say, a solid two weeks. Mm. And the day after, it was school holidays, like around Christmas time, and I was home alone with him, looked like babysitting him, and mum was at work, he, like, if he wanted something to eat, he would come with me into the kitchen so I could get him to something to eat. If he wanted to go to the toilet, I would have to go with him into our parents' room to the ensuite to go to the toilet. If I wanted to get something from my room, he'd freak out and tell me not to get, get it. It oh. was just... And my dad... Well, I was talking to my mum, funnily enough, the other day. Um, we, were at, we were driving home from the Alice Cooper concert at midnight. <laughs> and, we were, and we were just talking about the house. And she was like, it took your dad a solid two days to get his head around it. Because he's a very logical man that doesn't... I wouldn't say believe in the paranormal or anything like that. Yeah. But it was so shaking and so real for everyone to the point where he was like I he couldn't explain he probably spent two or so hours that night looking around the house looking outside for this man quote-unquote that was there that surprises me because I feel like someone like him would generally just be like oh it was just a nightmare you know yeah um but yeah yeah, and then because she didn't tell me that obviously and there's been quite a few instances at that house because my room was right at the back of the house from the doorway I'd walk through the kitchen to the lounge room and it was just there was a lot of glass doors and windows and whatnot and there'd be a, there'd be plenty of times because I'm such a recluse I'd like lock myself in my room and won't talk to anyone but um there was many times where it was like 8.30, 9 o'clock at night and I was walking to the lounge room to say goodnight to my parents. And one time I was walking and all the lights were off except for the lounge room light in my bedroom. And I saw the reflection of myself in our front door in the glass and there was like a man behind me. And I know. Oh my God, that's terrifying. I'm like on the verge of tears right now because it was so... And it, like, was it, like, a person or, like, a shadow? It was a person. Like, I could see the facial features and everything. And it was just taller than me. And it was right there behind me. It was, like, glued to my back. Right. And I saw it. I stopped and I turned around. There was nothing there. And I looked again and there was no reflection. And because, I don't know what, I just said goodnight and went to bed. There was another instance. Do you remember a couple years ago when all those clowns were getting around? We love a good friend. I'm sure everyone knows what we're talking about, but um, Haley's referring to that time when I think it it turned out to be a publicity stunt for it. 
but that's it was the, that's vague. the theory. Yeah, um, it was when all the clowns were walking around. This was this was worldwide. This was global. They were yeah. walking around Scaring everywhere people. at night, and so this was around then. And so again, walking from my room to the lounge room, we had glass doors that would go out to the barbecue area. And I was walking through, and in my peripheral, there was a man. I swear to you, it was clear as day. There was a man standing at the door. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm really like. He was standing there, and I didn't want to. I thought he was a clown. One of the people. Yeah, because there would there had been sightings in. Sippy Downs and Bundrum and Maroochydore, mm. I think at that time, and it was like eight o'clock at night, and I thought he was there to the point where I didn't react, walked into the lounge room, and was like, Dad, I think there's a man outside in the barbecue area. He's standing at the door and he's looking inside, like it was so real. Dad went and looked around everywhere. He was he couldn't find anything. And our driveway, our house was behind other houses. It was probably a solid 10-second full sprint from our front door to the end of our driveway on the street. There was no way. Like, he looked for ages. Didn't find anything. And then another time, I was in the kitchen heating up, like, a wheat pack or something Mm -hmm. because it was winter. And I was just in there waiting and there was a man in the barbecue area looking inside, like, death stare boring in. And it freaked me out so much. I literally crouched down, hid behind the kitchen cupboards and started crying. And mum came in and I couldn't go to sleep. And she was with me for, like, an hour, an hour and a half. I was probably 16. Wow. And I was sitting on my bed just sobbing because I was so terrified this man was there. He had like a cowboy hat on and like I was telling mum about it and she was like, oh my God, like, cause she always has believed in things like that, but that was just. And you, you feel like it's paranormal, not that there was actually a, an actual person standing there no, or you don't know? there's like that whole house did not feel right. Have you ever looked into whether or not anything happened? I'm too scared to. If I'm all Do you honest. want me to? <laughs> no. But not tell you about it. No. No. Because I, I don't think anything's right about that house. It was a rental. Yeah. And we don't live too far away from it now, and there have been like I'm tempted to go, and like ask the new tenants if they've experienced anything. But I don't want to go near that house ever again. Like, and I've always been someone that takes everything with a grain of salt because, you know, I do, I go to um, tarot readers and psychics and all that, but it's not that I take their word as gospel and that's it. I take everything with a grain of salt and kind of just be like, there's a logical explanation for this, but there is nothing I can think of that explains it. Because I felt so drained and so, like, out of it in that house. To the, like, I completely cut myself off from the rest of my family that lived in that house with me. I was angry all the time. I was physically ill all the time. I had no motivation. I had, was in a really deep, dark pit of depression and anxiety. And it was just like constant suicidal thoughts and nothing seemed to make that any better. Like I'm on medication for it. They tried therapy, that didn't work. We saged the house, calmed down for a little while. But as soon as we left that house, it was like, I'm fine now, which I don't understand. But I was talking to mum about it and she goes, maybe it's because you're susceptible to things like that and I've been told by different like psychics and tarot readers that I'm stuck between this world and the next Mm -hmm. and I've got to like pull myself down so I don't know if it was a spirit connected to that house or something that's followed me or 
something that was evil that just happened to be there. Because as far as I know, I don't think anyone had died there. But, um, yeah, it was just... I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's fair enough. I mean, I, but I just find that so interesting, like, mm. that you, you haven't really experienced stuff like that after you left. No, not at all. But, again, I think we should talk to my mum about it because I've blocked out years where we lived at that house. Mm. Like, there are things she'd tell me that happened and I'm like, I cannot remember that. And they're prevalent things, like things you don't forget. And I can tell her as true as anything that I've forgotten it. You've intentionally blocked it out because it probably scared you too much. Yeah. And I don't know if that was a coping mechanism or anything. Or... It's possible. That's usually what, if you block stuff out, it's because it's a coping mechanism. Mm. But, yeah. That... I was, I've been on the verge of tears for, like, the last 20 minutes talking about it because... Mm, it was it's, just a terrifying time. It was just not good. And I still don't know if I believe in ghosts or not. I mean, I find it interesting because you do mention sometimes that you see little figures, little, you see figures walking around our office at work and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, or, yeah. like, in the peripheral vision. And the other thing with that house is, um, like, my dad and my brother love Lego. They love building things with it. So we'd have Lego out across in the living room like tubs and tubs of Lego and mum would say in the middle of the night she can hear well she used to hear like people raking through it and that's such a distinct that's sound. a very distinct noise and she's like swear to god it was and I would hear it too sometimes and um like during the day on a Thursday I used to have days off school because that was like your study day or your apprenticeship day I didn't do any of that. So I just stayed at home and sat in the lounge room at the front of the house. The jug would turn on and off, like our electric kettle, and I could hear our dining room chairs be pulled across the tiles. And I'd go out and check, and the chairs wouldn't move. But that's such a, like... You think of tiles and you think of, like, the grooves in them and the sound that makes when you drag something over it. And it was definitely that sound because the chairs we had had wire on them and that's the sound it made when we when we did it. And our, I would hear so many things and in our roof it sounded constantly like there was rats or possums in our roof. And probably, I don't know, every four or five months Dad would get up in the roof, throw baits in it, look around, there was nothing there and it was always on top of my room. I would complain all the time. There was something in the roof and I couldn't sleep. And it was like, like constantly moving around. And it's we don't live in America, so we don't have attics or anything like that. The roof space is just as big as someone to crouch in. But, yeah, just a lot happened and I didn't like it. Maybe we should do a part two where we get your mum in and talk about it and see what she remembers. Mm. That would be, I would find that fascinating, to Yeah, or she's... Um, I've asked her about it and she said she's happy to talk about it cool yeah I think we'll do that maybe for my next episode we'll do a part two not part two on sleep paralysis specifically because this is sort of yeah sorry I I sort of devolved that's okay from the I still I find it really interesting like I wanted to hear about it so yeah we might do a part two and well a part two of your and your mum's experiences with paranormal and stuff like that. Mm. Cool. Yay! I want to go be happy now. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, obviously it was very scary for you. I, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever had any paranormal experiences. I don't even think anything weird has happened to me. Enough yeah. for me to remember it happening. And it's funny when you say, because um, at work I'll be walking... And I'll see something out of the corner of my eye. And I'll be like, Gabby, I've seen a ghost again. <laughs> and everyone just kind of looks at me like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, with the other night, um, we were driving back from our dance lesson back towards home. Her and her fiancé, Tim, yeah. not me. <laughs> um, and I saw there was this weird, like, light in the sky. And at first I was like, oh, it's a plane. 
No, it's a UFO. <laughs> Every and light I see in the sky at night. Well, technically, aliens. UFO stands for unidentified flying objects. So aliens. until I know what it is. Aliens. Anyway, and I was looking at it, and it was like too big to be plain lights like it would have had to be too low but it also wasn't like moving forward or down or anything and I was driving towards it and it felt like I was getting closer to the lights rather than getting further away from me and I was just like I was I was literally looking I wasn't looking at Tim but I like glanced at him and I was like can you see that and he was like yeah and we were trying to figure out what it was were you driving up Nicklin Way or yeah I was yeah towards Kiwana Shopping Centre along Nicollet Way and I was looking up in the sky and, and I was like but the planes don't... Because that's not in the direction of the airport. Yeah because I know that the, the planes um, they have a flight path like down over my apartment where we are now mm. and it's very common to see planes quite low over this area but that's about like 20 minutes from where we were mm. driving and I know that planes don't they don't start coming down in that area. And I don't think any time I've been around the Kiwana area, I've ever seen a plane. Yeah. So I was looking at these lights fully like, I'm like 100% it's a UFO. Like, it's a, it's a UFO. And then we figured out it was a helicopter. <laughs> I was really disappointed it was a helicopter. I wanted it to be a UFO. Oh, another other thing, speaking of aliens... Um, at that house, we'll call it that house. Mm, the house. The house. There'd be times where I'd have the most intense nightmares and I'd wake up and there'd be like a split second flash of the brightest light coming from behind the blinds. Like I had blinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rolly blinds. And it'd be like a... And it'd be peach black again. I like you got abducted by aliens like, or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Again, I don't know if I believe in aliens or not. I'd like to. Mm. That'd be freaking dope. Dope as shit. But there'd be a f- distinct, like, flash of white, bright light. And I'm like, eh. Everything just scared me at that house. Yeah. I'm surprised that you survived that. I don't know. Like, I feel like if I was quite a scared child like mm. not not scared because something happened to me or anything it's just like I couldn't even bear to watch horror movies like I Were remember you just aware of I honestly don't know because I never experienced anything to make me mm. scared but like I I've always been scared of the dark I still am as a 25 year old woman I'm still afraid of the dark yeah and um I would sleep with a nightlight on and I still to this day have trouble sleeping in other people's houses and stuff like that when it's not my own. Uh, I don't know if it's like because it's different or the light's different Mm. or I don't have control over it or I don't know. But um, yeah, I always used to like have trouble with darkness and things like that as a kid. But yeah, never experienced anything. So yeah, it's all a bit... I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of... It it's, gives me a weird feeling mm. that I can't really put my finger on because I know how crazy I sound being like, the house is possessed. Yeah. And then never experiencing that again. Mm. I don't want to. I don't even know what that was or what kind of experience it is. I don't know... I believe in ghosts or not, but it's def- there was definitely something there that wasn't normal, mm. wasn't natural. Anyway, I guess we'll wrap it up Thank here. God. <laughs> Let Haley go back to her normal life and not think about that. Let me go to my house that's really nice with no spirits in it and I don't need to sage it because it's that nice and I'll just go back home and watch watch Dracula mm. for like the eighth time because I love it um but yeah if you guys have had any experiences definitely write us in on any of our various social medias send us um pony by pony express or a smoke signal yeah yeah <laughs> don't try and contact us on like twitter or instagram <laughs> we'll do that as well because we yeah do we have a twitter no we will surely by the time Sh- someone actually hears this yeah but pony express is more reliable um so next week you're talking about 
I'll be doing a lot of really bad Christopher Walken impressions. And we'll leave it like that. Oh, so we're not telling them what we're talking about? Nope. Okay, alright. Well, well, I'll say... We'll be, del- we'll be delving into true crime yes. for the first time. So. I'll be taking on the first true crime topic that should be more well-known than it is. Mm. Like, I feel like you know the basis of it, but yes, it does involve Christopher Walken. So Interesting. I'll be doing a lot of Christopher Walken impressions. <laughs> Good. They'll be terrible, but that's not going to stop me. So I guess we'll see you next week, or we won't see you, but you'll hear us. That's not what it that's was. That's not what you said. What is it? What is you'll, it? You'll hear us, we won't hear you. Is that's that it. what it was? Yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was. You'll hear us, but we won't hear you. And don't listen to the call of the void. I'll do it. Go on. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Love you. Miss you.